God bless you tonight. Thank you for transitioning from our corporate prayer to our live class on tonight. We can interrupt our regular service. Normally we would have living the word on Fridays, but since we're in our consecration and prayer, um, we have are going to feed you things that will help you spiritually through these uh, consecration, this 30 days. So let's continue where we picked up at last night. All right. Um, I'm sorry. Thank you. Wednesday, Wednesday night. Praise God, Wednesday night. I'll catch it with myself in a minute. Turn with me to Philippians. Um, yeah, Philippians chapter 4. And uh, let's look at verse 6. We have Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. We ended up on Thursday. I'm sorry, I'm going to keep saying Wednesday with um, Psalms 116. But now I want to deal with um, Thanksgiving. Amen. If you look at, actually, let's, let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. And then we'll go back to um, Philippians 4 and 6, right? 1 Thessalonians comes and says, In everything give thanks, for it is, this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus concerning these things, my uh, faith family, Thanksgiving is thanking God for what he has done and for what he is going to do. In, in prayer and doing prayer, um, I have came accustomed um, to letting informing you that thank you gives room for more. And so there's something as we speak and when we do pray, when we tell God, thank you. Now, it's something that's really interesting. Um, a lot of times we really don't want to get into a area of being thankful. And most of the time as we're going through various circumstances. Thank you seems to be one of the last things we want to do. But since most of us, and, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm not against prosperity preaching, but prosperity teaching and preaching has ruined a lot of us because what we want is materialistic things. We want the house, the car, shoes, etc. We want the physical uh, blessings. We want our eyes, our minds, and our mouth, and we want um, uh, the physical blessings. Um, we want spiritual blessings, and then we want um, we want things to line up with our environment. 
But what needs to take place is the spiritual renewing of the believer. But so we give thanks. Thanks makes room for more. Thank you just simply really makes room for more. And I shared with you on Wednesday, um, what was the limb on your hand? Praise. And then we have thanks, thanksgiving. Uh-huh. So when we look at um, how God communicates with us through our prayer. So there's, there's, there's many ways which God communicates with us. And for us to have fellowship with him. My brothers and sisters, the, the main thing that we have to understand, God wants a fellowship. He wants to be in fellowship with us. God wants to have a relationship. But what has blinded us is when we seek God without being thankful, is always material possessions, spiritual blessings, and even the physical blessings. God wants us to, to communicate not when things are not going well. You know, the scripture comes to mind, and listen, listen, listen to how it goes. It needs be that offenses come against us. Do you not know that, yes, you can be wounded in the service of God. Things can happen. Things can turn us off. But listen, why, why would you want to try to punish God? Do you really think that you not being a part of the move of God, which literally is going to take you, if you die, it's going to take you out of the grave huh, and stand before God, or if you're living, to be caught up. Why would you even jeopardize you're not making it into heaven. See, what has happened is, even though we claim to love God, we claim, amen, to want God to work in our life, but we really are not preparing ourselves to make it to heaven. Huh? The reason why you're living saved is to be, is to make it to heaven. So let's let, let, let's look at. It. There's, there's, there's two basic ways of communion with God. There's two basic ways. And now with the two basic ways, faith family, there are many ways which God communicates with us. And he has fellowship with us. But the, but the Bible has two primary ways. Did you understand that? God communicates with us many ways, but there's two ways that the Bible huh, communicates with us. One is the Bible is, I, I think I told you this once before, the Bible is God's love letter towards us. That's one. And prayer is what God wants for us 
to communicate. You know what? It would it really would be a, a bad situation for the one that you love only talk to him when you get in trouble. Look how we treat God. And since God and, and, and the Bible is a love letter from God, huh? We should be communicating with God. Pastor shouldn't have to tell you to get on the fast. Pastor shouldn't have to tell you to turn your plate down. Seek the Lord. That's what the Holy Ghost does. That's one thing he, that he does. Do you not know that the Holy Ghost is your gauge of your feeling of your spiritual man? You know, in, in your car, you have two letters. I think it's E and F. And I like to look at them as two with the saints. In the car, I believe it's E as empty, F as full. But I like to look at it in the spiritual. E is enough. Uh, enough of driving. And full is automatically. So when you get low, you can tell you can tell when you're getting low. Because the relationship becomes strained. You can tell when you're when your spiritual man. Is, is going into a drought because your our relationship it is it it goes or it starts having a strain. So when we look at now, have you ever heard someone say, "Well, you know, when things when things uh, go happen, well, you know what? I guess it's time to pray." Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Prayer is your first line of defense. Huh? Why? Okay, watch this. A lot of times we go into counseling for things after the matter. But what happens to pre-counseling? What happens to going to counseling before the matter gets too bad. So a lot of times we'll go into counseling after it's a big exposure, after things are not going right. But God wants you to talk to him first before things turn. Because my brothers and sisters, life can drop a bombshell on you. And you're going to need God. You don't know what's around the curve. So I, I've told the saints often, pray before you go around the curve. Because you don't know what you're going to run into when you get around the curve. Huh? So this is a confidence that we have before him that if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. Now, this is the part that separates the spiritual from um, the non-spiritual. Well, what is it? Let me explain this first. Spiritual from non-spiritual. You would think that everybody saved is spiritual. That's not true. According to Romans, if you confess with your mouth, Romans 10, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that the Lord Jesus has been raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Okay? With the mouth, confession is made. With the heart, man believes in the righteousness. Now, 
you're saved now. But now you have to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Spirit being spiritual comes with spiritual work. You better write that down. Being spiritual comes when you do spiritual work. So those, so those that are spiritual, we understand, listen, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, this is the underline. If we ask, now watch the word, watch the text. If we ask anything according to his will. So what does that mean? The thing you're asking God for must be in the will of God. My brother and sister, a lot of folks praying for stuff is not in God's will. That's why you don't have what you're asking God for. And you know, if you were spiritual, now watch me now, well, praise be to God. If you watch me now, you should, wouldn't you think after a while, you start praying a little different? Not the way you're talking to God. Not applying the application of your wording to God. But I maybe, just maybe, the thing you're asking God for is not his will. We want families blessed. We want our grandchildren blessed. We want all these blessings upon our family. But what happens when the individual does not want to live saved? Huh? See, we don't want to dress the big elephant on the, on the stage. We're praying for things for people that don't want the things of God. So now watch this. Now tell me, help me out here. I need somebody to talk back to me. Do you think the God that we serve is going to keep the blessings of the saints, keep giving the blessings of the saints for the saints, to somebody that don't want to live for God. Huh? But watch me. We keep praying for the blessings of God to be upon our family. Now, I'm not saying we're, we're praying for our families in 2023. What are we praying for? Lord, touch the mind. Save them. Give them a mind. Now, you know what? The, you know what? Listen, now watch me. Well, I'm, I'm, well, I feel like running. I feel like running again tonight. Praise God. It would be, this would blow your mind. When God touched the mind of the unbelieving family members, and they say, listen here, I want to be saved. If they never get a car, if they never get a house, if they never get anything else, if they want to be saved, that's enough to tear up everything and just run and shout and glorify God. For even the word says, when one soul comes to God, heaven rejoices. Now remember, heaven rejoices not because they got a car. Can I, can I help you out? Let me take it a step further. You cannot find a scripture in the Bible where Jesus was manifested just to give you what you want. Don't believe me? 
Go, go with me to, um, where, where am I in? First John? I, I think I'm right. Uh, let's see here. First John, you have your Bibles? Go, go, go to First John, and I believe that. I believe it's in the third chapter. I think we're in there. Let's see here. Um, yes, and that is verse five. Now, 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 watch. This is First John, chapter three, and verse five. Listen what he says. And you know, look at somebody said. Now you know. Now come on, why don't you point your finger at him? Tell him. There you go. Now come on, you know, you know. Sometimes we want we 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 try to act like we brand new. Come on, say it like you. Now you you know. There you go. There you go. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Where do you find that Jesus was manifested for your house, for your car, huh? even for your health? Jesus was manifested to take away our sins. So what happens when we pray and ask God in the areas of prayer, praise God, for materialistic things for somebody that don't want to be saved? Jesus was manifested to take away our sins. Now, wait a minute. So you're telling me, oh, pastor, now ain't nobody... Nobody can live free from sin. Huh? Wait a minute. Let's jump at verse 8. See, this is where the enemy gets in your mind. You can't live free from sin, but Christ in you can. Huh? What? The Bible is right. I can do all things through yourself. No. Through Christ that does what? Strengthens me. Shows you you can do it on your own. You have no strength to do it on your own. I can do all things through. Wait a minute. Through, that's the passport of your victory. Christ is the passport. Christ is that open door for our success, for our blessings, for our victory, it is through Christ. Are you with me? Huh? Now, since you're with me, look over to 1 John chapter 8, huh? And you look at 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8. He that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Wait a minute. Are you with me? First John chapter 3 and verse 8. He that committed sin is of the devil, right? 
for the devil sinneth from the beginning. Now, go back to the Old Testament. Go back to the schoolmaster. You'll find the word again that will verify sin was manifested in the garden. The devil sinned from the beginning. Wait a minute. He did? Now, Adam and Eve, Eve was beguiled by the serpent. The serpent twisted the word of God and Eve was a partaker of the word that was twisted. Now watch me now. My brothers and sisters, faith family. The devil sinned from the beginning, right? He twisted the word in the beginning. Now what makes you not think that he's going to twist the word with us today? He ain't changed, huh? He will have you think that we can do what we want to do and yet get the blessings of God. He will have you think that God does not love you, huh? You thinking that God don't love you because you can't have it your way? Hello? That's not God's love. You think that only the only way or reason why God loves you or when you can get things or have things your way. That don't mean God loves you. Hmm? You know, God loves us so that he'll tell us no. God loves us so that he says, don't go there. God loves us so much, he says, you better quit what you're doing. Huh? Go back. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. For he that sinneth, he that committed sin is, is of the devil. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And you said you can't live free from sin? So if you can't live free from sin in this present world and you keep sinning, your daddy is the devil. Well, let me read verse 8 again. This is St. John, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. He that commit, committed sin is of the devil. Why? For the devil sinned from the beginning. Now, since Satan thought he had us, huh? And the Bible says, remember, there's two ways that God communicates with us. Through his love letter. Is that right? Now, and through prayer. Can you help me say that again? God communicates with us in two ways. Through his love letter, which is the Bible, and through prayer. All right? Now, so it says, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. See, that's what fasting and prayer does. My brothers and sisters, it allows us not to be servants no more unto unrighteousness and sin, but to serve God in the beauty of holiness. Now look at verse 9. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 9. It says, whosoever is born of God, does not commit what? Sin. Can you really uh, put that, put just, can, can you mark that real quick?
Well, mark that right there. Praise God. Because we are talking about, help me say, uh, uh, look at the hand. Then we introduce you uh, on Wednesday. Oh, no, I think we said talk to the hand. Talk, talk to the hand, right? Okay, so we, now, now watch it. Now watch it. Now, if you go over to Romans 10, chapter 10, huh, and verse 8. Now, 10, matter of fact, let's look at 10 and 1. When you have it, say amen. Amen, all right. In, uh, I'm waiting for a couple more amens. When I get Romans 10, Romans chapter 10 and verse 1. All right, we're going to start there. You ready? First of all, let me show you where the nation of Israel rejects Jesus. They, they, they rejected Jesus. Brother Pastor, how do I know they rejected Jesus? Because look at Romans chapter 10 and verse 1. Brethren, my heart's desire and what? Prayer to God for Israel is that they might be what? Now, what does that mean? They ain't saying. It shows you God's chosen people rejecting Christ. So the apostle says, what is the apostle's desire? Now, if you notice, oh, y'all, are y'all going to love this tonight? Maybe not, but I'm, I'm enjoying it myself. Praise Jesus. If you notice, where do you see Paul praying for a house? Praying for a car? Praying for uh, any of the materialistic things? No, no. He's praying for salvation, right? He says, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God, show you he's praying for him, right? For Israel is that they might be saved. Now, here we go. Watch, watch God's word. For Listen. I bear them record that they have a what? Zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. See, you can have a zeal for something and you're not knowledgeable of God. What, what is zeal? What is it? Great courage, zeal uh, 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 is, is um, uh, a push that you have that goes beyond um, really understanding where you're at. You just, I'll put it like this. You push the gas pedal to the floor and forget about their stoplights, right? You just, bam, you, you're just out there. Something has touched you. Something has motivated you. You're, you're motivated, but you don't have no knowledge. And when you have a zeal, listen, you have a zeal of God, Right? You have a zeal of God, but without, but not according to knowledge. So for they being ignorant of God's what? Righteousness. So no, watch verse three. Now, here you go. This is, this is where folks and the saints get mad at the lows in leadership. Church mothers, uh, missionaries, pastors, and pastors' wives, and this goes on, those that are spiritual. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness 
The word righteousness, my brothers and sisters, is the right things to do. They being what? Ignorant of God. Now that means they're unlearned. Now watch. They have a zeal of God, but not according to what? Knowledge, right? For they've been ignorant of God's what? Righteousness and going about to what? Establish their own righteousness. How many times have you remember this? You know, you, you, listen, you can't have it your way. See, when you don't understand God and what God is requiring of us with your um, zeal, you try to establish what is right in your own eyes. The Bible says there are ways that seem right unto the person. You know, you know what? It just seemed right that you should come to my rescue. It really seems right that you should bail me out. Huh? You know what? It, it really seems seems right. You know, so uh, let, uh, let me use this. Somebody else, uh, one of my family members said, uh, I've been trying to call you, but you haven't answered your phone. I said, because it's my phone. What, what does that mean? You mean to tell me that I have to answer my phone when I'm paying for it? I thought it was mine. So that means if I choose to answer the phone, it's my prerogative. That's why. I'm paying the bill. So why should you tell me when to answer my phone? So really, you think that you have the rights over when and when I don't answer my phone? Now, that might sound a little petty, right? No. People want to put their convictions on you huh? because they think it's right. They think that really uh, the church and God should do certain things. Huh? I'm living saving. God is God hasn't done nothing for me. You better be careful. First of all, the mouth that you're using to get smart with, God's the one that gave you the air, huh? So you could even breathe to get smart. Hello? Is that right? Can I go a little further? So it says, listen, when you are not listening to God, people will form their own righteousness. And you know what they'll do? They'll go on Facebook. They'll go on what they got. What are the other ones there? TikTok and Twitter. And who? Instagram. Snapchat. Snap. I like that one. Snapchat. Snap. You, you messed up. Snap. Yeah, you really messed up. Oh, all right, well, I, I, I like the snap part. Snap, you done messed up. Huh? Because why? You're trying to build up an audience to support your righteousness. But there's none of God. Do y'all receive that? Come on, put a praise on somebody. Hallelujah, Jesus. You want God to co-sign for your misfit attitudes. Huh? You're trying to form your own righteousness. They don't pray for me. They don't come to see about me. Wait a minute. Hallelujah. Something wrong with that. So it says, now no, 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 watch. Am I in the book? Look at verse 10 and verse 3. To establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves. They have, watch this, they have not 
submitted themselves unto the what? Righteousness of God. Hmm? You want it, you trying to form the things that seem right to you. And do you not know, sometimes my brothers and sisters, faith family, people can pull you in to their nonsense. You know, people can convince you that they're right. You can look at somebody in a pity party. You know, when you can sit and listen to somebody about all the woes, this ain't going right. This ain't going right. I don't have this. Wait a minute. But you said that you have surrendered to God. Now, can, can I put a pause there? I'm going to come back to verse 3. But I have to speed up and bring verse 8 in so we can go back to uh, where we was at earlier in verse John. Watch 8. This is Romans chapter 10, verse 8. And my brother said, this is all about praying now. Watch this. The question comes in verse 8. What says it? The word? The word is what? Nigh thee. Huh? Even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. See, you God's word, you're living God's word, which will activate your faith. Huh? That's God's love letter to us, the Bible. It will activate your faith. So the word is nigh thee, right? Even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, right? For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made. So we have begun faith's confession. Now, let's go back. Watch me now. Verse 8. I got to walk through one more time. The word is nigh. Hmm? The word is nigh. The word of God is near. God sent his word. And his word healed them. So the word is nigh. You, you know where the word is at? The word is in your mouth and it's in your heart, right? So wait a minute, wait a minute. If God's word is here, brethren, Paul said, my heart's desire and prayer to God is for Israel, God's chosen people, that they might be saved. They can be saved. You can be saved. And then since you are saved, you accepted Christ in your life, what is stopping you from speaking God's word out of your mouth? See, this is what the consecration fast is doing in 2023. God told me to tell the faith family, Miracle Central, speak life. 
Speak life over the four areas that I've laid out. Praise God. Speak life. Huh? Over your spiritual man. Speak life. Over your health. Speak life. Over your finances. Speak life. Over your family. So we have, if you're saved, you have God's word. Now, when are you going to speak it? But Israel rejected God. They rejected the word of God. And they go about establishing what they think is right. Hmm? Now, that being said, uh, let's see here. Go back over to 1 John. Are you with me to 1 John? Okay, we're in chapter 3. Now, we, 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 we talked about that Christ is manifest to destroy the works of sin, right? Okay, now, watch this. Look at verse, um, oh, let's go back to verse 9. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 9. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. Now, you know what that means? The word commit, when you're born again, you do not practice sin. Is that clear? See, when you get saved, you don't practice sin. Now, can you trip and slip? Oh, I sin. Well, what is righteousness? The right things to do. See, saints don't practice sin. You can't practice sin. Because if you practice sin, you've never been saved from the beginning. So you can't practice sin. huh? Whosoever is born of God does not practice sin, commit sin, right? For his seed remaineth within him. Go to 1 Peter 1 and 23. You got it? 1 Peter 1 and 23. Um, I'm going to catch up with you. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth. Wait, my brother said, if you notice, the Bible will constantly refer back to God's word. Have you noticed that? I don't care where you go. I don't care where you navigate in the scripture. It always refers to God's word. In other words, what did God say about it? So why are we struggling? We say we're struggling, but why, why, why? You don't struggle to live saved. Come on. How can you? Huh? Look at 9 again. 9b. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot what? Sin, because he is what? Born of God. I got to bring 10 and I'll come back. In this, the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Right? There's two, there's two um, 
There's two lives lived here. There's a life of God through Christ Jesus or is a life that you, you voluntarily want to serve Satan. Look in verse 10. In this, the children of God are manifested, right? And the children of the devil, whosoever doth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother, right? Now, this is the message that, this, this message has been clear, clear, it's been so clear, clean from the beginning. Are, are y'all are with me? Now, this is what we're, 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 we're struggling with, and, and we go because when we go into intercession, intercession pleases God. Huh? Um, look at 1 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 23. All right? 1 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 23. Intercession comes in in the hand also, in our prayer. All right? Intercession pleases God. Look at 1 Samuel 12 and 23. It says, For be it from, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by what? Ceasing to pray for you. Is that right? So we, we pick it up in 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people, the possibility, we, and we know it, who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Hmm? So, 2 Chronicles 7 14 says that God is pleased when we obey him in faith. God is pleased when we believe his word. Matthew 21 and 22. Can you turn quickly? St. Matthew 21 and 22. St. Matthew 21 and 22. When you have it, say amen. And everything that you ask in prayer, it says what? Believing you shall receive. What's the problem here? What's going on? What is going on? So it shows you it's a spiritual fight that is going on. The enemy, the Bible said that the enemy is warring against your mind. Huh? He's battling in your mind. So God's word is so clear and God keep, and God's word, he, he keeps saying, listen, I don't want you to be unlearned. The word ignorant means unlearned. I want you to learn. Take my yoke and learn of me. God wants us to learn him. My brothers and sisters, it's a beautiful thing to walk in the ways of God. It's, it is so rewarding to embrace God's word and to live after God's word. The struggles that we have is we have not truly 
committed our ways unto God. I, I was telling, uh, I, I don't know what day it was, or, but I was saying that uh, um, the afflictions and the infirmities that a, a person can have. There's so many of those that were sick in the scripture and Jesus healed them. Jesus healed so many infirmities, I, I, I can't even count them all. So we know that the Lord is a healer. We know that God is a healer. If, if someone is sick tonight, if, if, if there's a person that is viewing us tonight, or you in the room that is sick, I want you to know that God is a healer. That's not an if. It's a fact. God can and will heal. Do you get that? So if you're on medication and you're fasting, take your medication, pray over it. Pray over your medication and take it. It was prescribed to you by your doctor. Pray over it. And while you're praying, believe that God will deliver you off of it. Listen, if the enemy can get you entangled again and get you worried, you know what? What do you... I, 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 let me let me go back to some of my notes here. Let let me tell you what you get worried about. You get worried over a house, over cars, huh? Clothing, etc. You get worried over physical blessings, your eyesight, your mind, your mouth, and it goes on. And then you want spiritual blessings. Huh? But you don't want to invest in God's word. How do you invest in God's word? Apply it to your life. That's the most powerful investment that you can get. Huh? Do you think your IRA or your or your what? Um or your 401k, all of them is good, especially when you get my age. They're they're really good. Uh, but the greatest investment you can have is knowing God's word. That's why I'm so adamant. I'm pushing it so. When God gives me something, it's not for me. It's to pass it on. My God today. And God will blow your mind. My brother and sister, my, listen, my mind's already been blown this year. We'll, we'll testify later on. My mind's already been blown. I've received some phone calls already, what God has done. I've received phone calls that God has already healed cancer. I've received phone calls that God had doubled wages. I've already received phone calls what God has done, and we're only in the first week of 2023. Huh? Now, wait a minute. Now, watch me. Somebody said, well, Pastor, I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for it to come my way. Well, no, no, you're not waiting for it to come my way because you need to do your due diligence. Huh? What? Get in God's word because you remember, I gave you the scripture. You're going on trying to form your own righteousness. How, how in the world can, I mean, I do understand, my brothers and sisters. See, listen. Understanding helps you to process things. 
understanding don't mean I have to agree with it. You know? I was looking at the praise God, and I was praying for the, um, as many millions of others, I'm quite sure, or thousands of others was praying for the, the young football player. I don't know him personally. Never saw him in my life. And I'm not really a sports person, you know. And they were saying how that um, he really touched so many hearts. And he, he had a, what was this, y'all? He wanted to bless children with toys or something. He had some type of foundation. And he was, he just started up and wanted, you know, to build it up. When he got hit and didn't know if he was going to live or not, Said over seven million dollars people poured in. Now, 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 watch this. They're concerned about the man's health, the young man's health. Praise God. I'm praying for him. And you know what I said to myself? I'm thinking, you know what? That is, and you're looking at a miracle. And finally, the news media records a miracle worldwide. to me. That was a miracle. In spite of. And then they said he is making tremendous recovery. You know what? God has been good. Ah ha ha ha. God, listen y'all. Wait, 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 wait. If we could just Find the God of the Bible and get in his word. Don't we see what the word says? You can speak God's word. My brothers and my sisters, let's speak God's word over the things that we want God to move. And listen, uh oh, I might get in trouble now. You can't waste God's word. Jesus gave a prayer, but said, you don't throw your pearls to swine. You know, pearls are precious. I'm talking about them fake ones. I'm talking about the real pearls. You know, I I, I don't want to give no free advertisement to no place, but I'm talking about the real pearls. You don't get real pearls and throw them to the, put them on the pig. Understand that. When we get to the place and love on our family, Love on the ones that we want God. We got some family members that need a blessing. We got some family members that need a miracle from God. Now, you know what? I'm praying, Lord, that first of all, touch their mind. Because when you do it, I want them to give you the glory. Why would you take the precious word of God and throw it to somebody that constantly rejects? They, they want to eat up everything you bring to them but they don't want to give nothing else. God said, listen, I, I'm not like that. Christ was manifested to destroy the works of sin. Now, so we pray for all this other stuff, right? Do you not know that them are just fringe benefits of living holy? You know, when, when you're on a job, most jobs um, allow you or lot you with benefits, you know. And some people got some good, you know, some great jobs where they got great benefits, you know. The, the, these are perks 
that you receive because you work for this certain company. Does that make sense? But what kind of perks do we get because we're living for God? What kind of perks does God have for us? You know what? Let me, let me just give you one. Eyes have not seen. Your ears have not heard. Neither has it been placed in your heart the good things that God has built for you. You know what that means? God will going to blow your mind. Huh? Listen, God wants you to take what God has done for you and show the whole world who he is. That's why, you know, I tell people this, and I've said this. I said, you know, when, when I, I found in the scripture, and it says, um, Jesus said, listen, the, the poor you have with you always. And you know what I told God? I said, Lord, I don't want to be one of them. I, I, you know, I, I, shared, I shared with you, Miracle Center. I said, I, I, want, I, I want the saints to increase because I'm, 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 I'm the first partaker. To increase their giving so much because I, we want to pour in as a church in the body to bless our school system, to bless the nursing homes or different places, to sow in the places that they don't have. If one football player did have a desire to buy toys for children, why wouldn't or why don't we have a desire for God to bless us not to buy toys, but to sow in and to lift people's lives up higher than ever before? Y'all, we see that put a praise on somebody. Come on, praise Jesus. So intercession pleases God. Now he says everything you ask, ask in prayer. Believing you shall receive. How many watching, how many tonight lined up to listen? I believe that God's going to bring me out of this. Huh? If you're in something, believe God. That's why I say, listen, take your right hand of power. If you're sick and afflicted, wherever the area is, lay, lay your hand. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I am healed. I am delivered. God's going to do it for me. I speak it now according to the perfect will of God. Hmm? Now, now, if you look at Luke chapter 8 and uh, verse 1, are, are, are you with me? Jesus taught and he practiced. Did you not know that? Listen, listen, listen to me. Everything Jesus taught, he practiced. Now, that's a revelation by itself. If you see something that Jesus taught and practiced it, what's wrong with you? This is a time that you should be a copycatter. You know what? I'm looking at a sister tonight. I'm not going to say her name because I don't want to embarrass her, you know. Uh, since we're live, but I'm looking at a sister that I believe that she is so intelligent. And I'm looking at you now, sis, but I, I wonder, and that you, you ain't got to talk a lot because, I mean, they're, they're, they're hearing and everything, you know, they just can't see, you know, praise Jesus. But I wonder, um, and I believe it happened, how many folk copied off of your papers in school? Oh, see that? I, I, I didn't go to school with you. But you look like one of them people that they should have did their homework, but they waited for you 
to do your homework because you get good grades and they came and want to copy. Now, did you let them copy? You did? Now, did you really, did that really help them? No. Now, so, so now you, you know what? So why don't we take this time and copy Jesus? I don't think he'll get mad at us. <laughs> Put a prayer on that, somebody. Hallelujah. Let's practice what Jesus did. Huh? Maybe I can get maybe I can get a bracelet made up. Somebody did what what would Jesus do? I just say practice what Jesus did. Now, maybe that'll hit hit live out there or something. If it is, y'all just come and see me. Just I'll give you my email address and send, you know, send some my way. No, I'll, I'll give you my cash app. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Let me let me go. I got a few minutes left. Um, look at Luke, St. Luke. Um, chapter 11 and verse 1 and 2. When you have it, say amen. And it said, and it came about that while he was praying, right? Is that the word? In a certain place, now watch it. And it came about while he was praying in a certain place. After he had finished, one of his disciples said, and said to him, Lord, teach us what? To pray just as what? John also taught his disciples. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Excuse me. You know what? John the Baptist had disciples and was teaching his disciples how to pray. John, John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin. Help me say the family affair. He, you know, it's good for family to pray together. Is that right? Jesus prayed. Now, John the Baptist is six months older than Jesus. So if I could... Uh, I don't want to steal uh, John's thunder, but he, he, he was praying before Jesus. How do you know that? Well, uh, he, 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 John was a praiser and a prayer. When John the Baptist heard the report of his mother and Mary, he leaped in his mother's womb. John started off praising God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yeah? Oh, my God, today. I feel that with myself. Praise Jesus. He says, his disciples said, Lord, will you teach us to pray as John taught his disciples? You know what? It looks like that some people can pray and get a prayer through more than others. It's sometimes like saying, listen here, how come I can get a prayer through? I'm looking at that and saying, Do you know what? I'm looking at John and, 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 and the followers of John and, and, and his teachings. Lord, can you teach what? Teach us to pray as John taught his disciples? So it looks like to me that there were some things that John's, um, his disciples were getting to. So that's when Jesus came and, and you know, gave them the, you know, how, how, how to pray. Listen, my brothers and sisters, uh, and before I close out, this is all about fasting and praying. This is the things that we need to be uh, have a successful prayer life. 
to see God moving our life, destroying the work of the enemy, will give us power to pray in 2023 over our uh, uh, our spiritual man, over our uh, health, over our families, over our um, what, what did I miss? Our spiritual man, our health, our finances, huh? And our families. We can have victory. So why don't we tune in? Help me say tune in. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I, I must really be telling my age because I was about to turn the dial. I don't think we turn dials anymore. I think we push buttons. So let me let me push a button and say tune in. <laughs> Let's tune in to our prayer life. Let's tune in. Amen. Stop being a, a screen person. Everything you do is on the screen, but turn that screen down and talk to God because the Bible is a love letter from God and God wants us to speak his word until we meet again. And the Lord says the same day is coming. Stay with us. Amen. And meet us on Monday. The Lord said the same day is coming at six o'clock prayer, corporate prayer. Monday, go into your prayer call at noon. Come back for the whole 30 days of the consecration. We're going to believe God. I'm excited now because God has already started doing what he does because somebody has learned the secret of prayer. May God bless you and may God smile upon you. Be blessed of God.